Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 50, and if you were ex expecting something special, then hold on to your butts. The special thing is we're doing a show again after quite a while. <laughs> uh, That's we the special. <laughs> we, uh, we had to go to Northern California to pick up some meat. It was a meat run. We were getting a side of beef, so... Uh, we spent an entire weekend kind of on the road, listening to a lot of podcasts, picking up meat, surviving the uh, Mad Max apocalyptic wasteland that is um, Central California, basically, which is kind of descending into blight and ruin. It seemed a little rougher. It always seems a little rougher each time I go. Same with when we go to Arizona to visit family. Yeah, Arizona yeah. seems rougher, too. Yeah. Everything's falling apart, so you got that to look forward to, folks. <laughs> and probably same with here, right? Like, would you yeah. say, like, yeah, compared I would feel, to how it used to uh, be? Yeah, I would feel that Orange County and L.A. are dead. L.A. is definitely falling apart. Oh. There are cracks in Orange County, so. Yeah. You know, Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't think so. <laughs> you always think that's funny. I know. It's a good Seinfeld memory. It's a good Seinfeld That show memory. never gets old, even though we haven't even watched it in years. But we watched it, we like, used to all watch the it reruns, like, yeah. at night for so long that it's like we know it. We know it. We could, we could, <laughs> We've we could, seen them all. Like, if all else fails, we could do Seinfeld Theater. We could just reenact the sure. episodes. Now that sounds fun. I could. If the whole world fell apart, I'd go watch that. I could play Newman. <laughs> I'll be Elaine. Do you really Let's think see. I could play Newman? No, but, like, as a character role, you could yeah. put on a, a big boy suit. I'm not and, fat you know. enough to play Newman. No, I know, but, you know. Same with like playing a, Santa Claus, you put on a fat suit. That was you know a I mean? that was a trick. I was throwing that out there to see if no, you'd fall for it. It's just that you like playing you were supposed character to say, roles. Like, no, you're not fat. Well, we just saw a play recently where there was a mentally challenged boy role. Boy, he wasn't I, actually oh. mentally challenged, but he was playing yeah. a role like that, and you were like, "That is my dream that role." Is so. my, I totally <laughs> wanted to I, play a Green Quarter. That's what I thought you were talking about. Like, you enjoy a nice acting challenge, a yeah. nice character role. So, in the character role sense, put you in a fat suit. Make your hair kind of bigger and crazier? Like, yeah. I just thought you meant like that. No, is that typecasting for you? No. <laughs> I always like to play the freak. Yeah, well, you just like, yeah, you like playing characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, different characters. Yeah. So, not me. I'll go for, like, let me just play something <laughs> really similar to me. It's like me. I mean, slightly different. You know, that's fun. But, yeah, nothing too crazy. So you can never play an ugly person. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But to me, like, when we watch that guy playing the mentally challenged part... That seemed, like, exhausting to me. Like, yeah. I'm not saying, like, that's bad. I'm just saying that would be exhausting to me. Like, that would be a lot of work. I don't really want to do that. Not really, because for most of it, he just had to, like, sort of moan. I know. And I he kind of had that. to do the same thing the whole time. But to me, right. I would but then get it in my head, like, I'm being boring. I'm not yeah. varying it enough. Like, I would overthink it. Too See, much, I look at so it as, like, oh, I don't have to memorize lines. I just moan. <laughs> I know. That's, you would be fine. That's <laughs> my dream role, is not saying anything. Have I ever told you about Cole's indices of work and success? Probably, well, maybe not on here. I'll have to tell you about it sometime. Maybe. Mm. Don't you just want to say it now real quick for, like, 30 seconds? Maybe, maybe I want to tease. Mm, I guess. Is that is a, That's not good pod? I didn't think you like it when people do that to you. Like, I got to tell you this really crazy <laughs> thing. Oh, never mind. I can't tell you right now. I have propounded <laughs> like... two, two laws in my life. I don't know if this is a law, but... The other one is called Cole's Law of Mutual Asshole Attraction. <laughs> I think I've stated that on the podcast. Like, in any given time and space, the two assholes will find each other. 
Yeah. You know, if there's a room or a party, those two, like if you're worried, oh, I shouldn't invite Jake and Steve because they're both assholes. Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself don't. because Jake <laughs> and Steve will find each other. Yeah. And then they'll create an asshole superstore. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then what's your other one? Your your coal indices. He's still laughing. An asnado. <laughs> you don't usually laugh that hard. I know you think something's really funny. Oh when man, you do when that. I make a good joke, even I have to laugh at it. I've never, I've never been, I've never been one to stand on ceremony and not laugh at my own jokes. I. I've never thought there was anything wrong with laughing at your own joke if it's funny. No. Like, what's wrong with that? Because I, I think if you're doing comedy, you're not supposed to, like, laugh along with the audience. Yeah. You're supposed to kind of, like, wait. I guess if you're, like, being a pro. But, yeah. like, if you're just a normal I'm, person, I'm a non-pro. Like, I'm a yeah. non-pro. Yeah. I mean, you're not yeah. here doing stand-up. The other one is is Cole's uh, indis- indices. What do you call that? I mean... A graph? Is I it a graph? Indices sounds plural to me. Yeah. I feel like indices. Cole's index of success. Index. I mean, like so, like the X Y axis. Like imagine like a chart. Or axis. And the and the and the X Y axis. What did (laughs) I say? Access. Access. Goes straight up. Uh You know, and and that measures uh, the amount of money you're gonna make, and and so you go all the way up that line, and then the and that's like the more you go go up, the more you make. And then the bottom, the X, the X, Y, or no? One is X and one uh, is yeah, Y, yeah. but I don't remember which. The Y, one is the horizontal, the yeah. Y. The X is the amount of money that you're going to make, and the Y is the amount of work that you're going to do. Except it starts at the beginning of the graph. It starts with like all the maximum work that you can do, and then you go all the way out to the end of the graph, and that's the minimum amount of work to do. And my goal in life has always been to make as much money as possible with doing as little work as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's Cole, called Cole's Indus of Success. And you haven't quite reached that point, but I'm you're close. like, yeah, you, I'm you super see it close. there in the horizon. And I've just like, got to do oh. a few more things and it's like maximum income, zero work. TV show deal or movie deal and yeah. you'd, you'd maybe be there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, you know, it's a good plan. I'm close. You I'm circling the writing. drain. I know you'll still. Yeah, I'll still, still do, do stuff, stuff anyway. but yeah. I won't have to do stuff, and I'll probably work out for most of the day, and I'll eat. I'll go to the range, mm-hmm. and we'll do stuff, but but uh, we'll that. shop all day long because I have money. <laughs> and all of that will still figure into your books somehow, some way. And yeah, but I'll, I'll probably write slower. I'll probably mm-hmm. like one book every couple of years. I don't think you'd go that slow. No. I bet I'd, you'd do. I, about four books a year yeah. is good for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be good. nice and slow. Maybe two books a year, once I pass sixty. Mm-hmm. You know, slowing yeah. down. But who knows? I could light on fire, and and I really like Forgotten Ruin, and I got a lot of books planned out for that, and those those write pretty fast. Yeah. So and then I've got a new series I'm thinking about after Forgotten Ruin that I'm kind of excited about, that would be basically using the same formula, because Ooh. I think sometimes when you mine things, you, you want to stay in there. And are you saying this would be in the same world? No. Uh, oh, totally different world. Interesting. Totally different world. I'm, I'm actually uh, intrigued because I don't think. Have you told me about this? No. I'll wow. T- I'll tell you off camera. Okay. Okay. There's no camera. Off mic. Well, how about off mic? <laughs> <laughs> what are? Oh, today's Medusa Monday, isn't it? Why That's am I talking? Right. Why don't I get out of the way? Well, I mean. Why don't you tell? Let me ask you some questions about your life. All right. 
We'll try okay. that real real quickly. So you went home this weekend. Yes. How do you feel about home? Man, I had the best time. But when I go home, I just prefer to, like, be at my parents' house. They have, like, such a nice house. You know, it's, like, a nice two-story middle-class house. You know, it's not a mansion. It's just, like, it's nice. It's lovely. They've worked hard for their whole lives. My mom was a homemaker, like, my whole entire life, her whole life, you know, basically, besides some teenager jobs. And my dad was a UPS driver, so they're, they just, they worked hard, and they budgeted their money well, and they have a nice house that they've worked hard for, and it's peaceful, and it's lovely, and my mom's a great cook, and she makes great meals. She made my favorite lasagna. It was so awesome, and, like, some farm-fresh green beans and farm-fresh tomato salad, because they have, like, a farm that they get fresh produce from, and... Um, it was awesome. It was just really fun. We watched a really good movie. It was a Christian movie, but, which is great. I mean, great no matter what, but sometimes those can be like, maybe, maybe, maybe a little cheesy. This one was actually really good. Um, and it was based on a true story, but it it had, um, some really good, like mainstream actors in it. Like, um, I always get the Quaid's mixed up, but I think it was Dennis Quaid, right? It's the good looking Quaid. Is that Dennis? As opposed to the crazy Quaid. <laughs> I mean, they both have their merits, because I liked the other one in... They're both um, great actors, yeah. but, but Dennis Quaid did get all the looks. Yeah, there's, I mean, he... There's no one that's going to dispute that. Yeah, yeah. Even Randy wouldn't dispute it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was really good. That was called I Can Only Imagine. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. So we watched that. Yeah. We had a nice breakfast in the morning. We packed up all our uh, meat from our side of beef. You know, we left a good amount with them, but we took, you know... A, a nice half of our side of beef, and that was plenty. A beef, as the English call it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but do I like going out and about in Modesto? You know, I mean, honestly, like, oh, I said Modesto. Am I supposed to say where I'm from? Sure. <laughs> um, I haven't gone out and about there in a long time. You don't um, like it out there. Well, it's not that. It's just, like, as an introvert, um, I want to be around people when I'm planning on it and I'm expecting it, and the thing is with us, smallerish town. Modesto's not the smallest town ever, but it's small enough that when you go out and about, you or someone you're with is probably going to run into someone you know. Even right. if it's someone from like years ago. Like someone that you know well enough that you're probably going to have to say hi to and talk to. And not like I don't like people, but it's just I'm not always in that mode. Like if I'm just going to the store, I kind of just want to go to the store. Yeah. I don't really want to have like, like even, catch up time. Even the them. butcher was talking with your dad and he knew you because yeah. he'd gone to school with you. Yeah. And knew that, you know, well, one, in school you were, you know, the premium cheerleader. You were the hot one, right? I would not say that, but I was a cheerleader. I mean, I've been around I... and I've run into people in Modesto, guys, and, and they like, they can barely talk when they, when they, I don't they're think like, those. oh, you know, you didn't know me or and then their voice gets <laughs> all trembly and everything like that. like that. But it's true. And then, uh, and then, and then like he'd followed your career. Well, no. I mean, I think what he meant was that he I knew did, that you were like, a big singer, the leads and, in the yeah, musicals, like, in yeah. high school. Like, he's, you know, because yeah. sometimes you'd have to do, like, yeah. school assemblies where you'd do, like, scenes from, you know, the plays or whatever. So, I mean, I think that's what and he meant. And then one of your teachers even kind of had a crush on you. I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I was there for that one. It was really <laughs> awkward. Well, it was really awkward. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Your suffering is my delight. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like, uh, so anyway, we just like, I like to just stay at my parents' house. It's so relaxing. You don't want to go out into the public I have the best time with my parents. Like, my parents and, like, Nick's mom 
those are like my next best closest friends next to Nick. So like Nick is my closest I bet friend. You He's not say just that my closest friend. Three times fast. <laughs> but like they're the like they're the other people that I'm like close to it closest to yeah. in my life. Like yeah. so I really love being But with you're them. an introvert. Yes. And you're straddled by your tremendous beauty. Whatever you say. So, I, like, don't, it doesn't, I don't see that but <laughs> Yeah. And so like it's curse kind of because People want to be your friend. They want to know you. They want to like you. And then you're kind of super shy. And that's why this podcast is really good because you know everybody who listens to the podcast because you'll read me the comments and you'll be like, this person says this and I like this comment. And like, it's kind of like the perfect friendship for you because you're so shy. You can, you can kind of have this sort of distance relationship. Yeah. 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 So that was good. You don't have to worry about things to say. Right. Which is what strangles you. That's why you're shy. And part of it is that I'm so concerned about people's feelings. Yes. That sometimes, you know, I don't comment as often as maybe I would. Once in a while, I'm like in a super chatty mode and I have time. But like part of it is I'm I'm too worried like I'm going to say the wrong thing or like I can't always comment on everything. So then I worry I'll hurt people's feelings if I don't comment on theirs, but I comment on someone else's. So I try to just like, it's not (laughs) not. uncommon after an evening out with other people that you will lay there in bed and ask me, did I, was, did I say, did I say this stupid? Yeah. Did I offend this person? Well, I saw a look on their face when when I I said said this, this. like, I think maybe I like slightly hurt their feelings and like, it's kind of nothing, but you know, like, what do I say? Like, no, chill out. Like, Forget about it. It's nothing. And then after 20 minutes, after 20 minutes of your questions, I always go, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Exactly. And then you proceed to lay awake all night tormented. Yeah. So that's why. I and like then you to... wake up in the morning you're like, I'm so exhausted. I'm all, I feel great. That's why I like to live my introvert life because then I'm <laughs> peaceful. That's my, I should sell that as like a strategy for sleep. No one cares. Care less, sleep better. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that is a good one. I do try to tell myself that. Yeah. That's true. Along with taking some melatonin, which is my friend. Yeah, or sometimes <laughs> when you have to bring out the big guns and go to the Advil PM. That's the big guns. I try to not do that very yeah, often. Maybe like once every couple weeks, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's when yeah. you ask some girl like, oh, I didn't know you were pregnant. And she's like, I'm not. No, I make sure I <laughs> never like, say that. Even if I'm like 99% you're sure. Like, I'm no like, does now. I don't care if she looks eight <laughs> months pregnant. I'm not, not saying it just in case. But that equivalently, like if you did yeah. that. Then you would take pills to go to sleep. You would just know, oh like, oh, I have to take pills tonight. And they probably still wouldn't work they at that still point. Wouldn't work. <laughs> I know. You're the only person that I know that has to Cosby themselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well, is Cosby a verb yet in the lexicon? It's it is in our lexicon. It is in our we <laughs> we often sure. <laughs> Cosby her. <laughs> not that we've not, not that, that you've we Cosby anybody, people, but, but... We'll say it sometimes. <laughs> On behalf of On someone On behalf else. of other people. <laughs> when we're imitating the horror of their lives. Oh we goodness. like to read the crime reports and the police reports and then sort of like put our place, put our, explain our crimes as though like, no, I didn't understand it was a crime. You know, like. <laughs> was that wrong? Was it wrong to Cosby, <laughs> that woman in the bar I met? <laughs> I think it was. I think you're going to jail for a long time. Yeah. We have some topics today. It's not all fun and giggles. Yeah. We yeah. learned a lot this weekend on the road. Wow, did uh, we? Yeah. There was a lot, like... a lot of inter- really interesting stuff. I think in the society right now, we are approaching a supreme moment of truthiness. 
that that's a just nice way to say what I think it, I think is happening is I think kind of the collective jig is up. Um, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna call this shot now because I've, I've felt it for a while, and I kind of like today didn't disappoint. But I kept saying, and I and I would say to you, and I might have said it on social media or whatever, but like. I felt that August was going to be a wild month. You've yeah, you've been saying that yeah. for a couple months for yeah. sure. Like easily. I think August is going to be a big hot wild month. I mean, you've been saying August and September, but yeah, yeah. So both. I think I think if August is wild, September will be batshit crazy. And if August is not wild, you feel like September definitely will. Like that'll be like things are on the late side. Of, right. Of what but August have. didn't disappoint. Yeah. Like like Jan like August first was like Sunday. It was kind of chill, but we were on the road, so I don't know. Maybe it was crazy. But, like, Monday morning, the talking points from the left were all the same. And they started Friday with, like, just kind of warming up for crazy for August. Like, the Australians are now literally flying helicopters over beaches and telling people to go inside. Uh, Joe Biden and his crowd can't get their messaging right. And and it does seem like are moving towards uh, lockdowns again. Um, I don't I I think there's a war on that side because Governor Newsom uh, signaled he's like, hey, if I get recalled, uh, it's going to be bad for everybody. And I think a lot of people and even myself initially took that as like, oh, he's saying that to us. No. I think he was saying that to his side mm. because I think his side is like, you know what we should do? We should lock down again because apparently sales are bad at Amazon. I was told by an inside source, not inside oh, really? at Amazon, but somebody who is a big kind of tech celebrity who I happen to know mm. um, told me that sales are really bad at Amazon now since the economy opened back up. And they really liked that easy money of you not having any other option. Well, that, you can't so, keep that up forever. Yeah, well, I but think yet that, they want to. <laughs> I think I think after Mackenzie uh, took half He's got from a Jeff really... and his giant penis rocket into space. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> and uh, Mackenzie, did you see my rocket? It's big. It went up in space. I thought he was saying that to uh, what Lauren. Oh, he right? calls Mackenzie too. He, okay, yeah, but he Lauren, wants, Lauren, did you now. see my rocket ship? <laughs> went up in space. It's really big and tall. Not like those basketball players you used to date. Huh. Well, what am I doing in space right now? I'm Jeff Bezos, baby! If you don't know, like, my Jeff Bezos imitation is spot on. That is exactly how that little freak sounds. I've never heard his voice, actually, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. I can I can picture that. Have you actually heard his voice, though? Yeah, right it's, it's normal. He has oh, a normal okay. voice. His voice is so normal that when those texts came out, that that uh, his Laker Hoochie Mama weather girl, uh, her brother, released him to the press, mm-hmm. along, along with his naked pictures, that he sent uh, the Laker Hoochie Mama girl. Um, like, one of the tweets that he had in there was, I want to inhale you. I know. <laughs> and, like, his voice and demeanor is so mild-mannered that you're like, I can't see you saying that. this. <laughs> it's true. But I could have seen you saying something more like, I, I foresee um, a merger between our two teams. The matrix of you... I've, I've let out a spreadsheet of why me. we should be together. Exactly. <laughs> and I would like to deliver. This Venn diagram yeah. really illustrates... Uh, I want to inhale <laughs> you. I know. <laughs> that's something well, we had like, some good That's something like uh, an Italian count or a vampire says. <laughs> Maybe he hired a, a Cyrano de Bergerac 
type to uh, write him some good texts for his girlfriend. <laughs> he can afford it. Why not? Why not? The rich are crazy. So um, that was kind of what was going on. The pregame for how crazy August was was already crazy. And then Monday morning, which is August 2nd, did not disappoint my theory. So, so far, I'm still feeling pretty good that August is going to be absolutely insane. Okay. That there's going to be some big stuff happening. Um, because the talking points and, and the left, everybody on the left, as we've all noticed, and you can watch the videos ad hominem and all these kind of things, ad nauseum, not hominem, <laughs> um, ad nauseum, um, of the times that they all say the same thing. You know, they all say the virus is bad at once. They all say Trump is mentally ill at once. They all say, and that's been going on for some time. But today's talking points were the craziest thing. I mean, it was actually for the opening movement of August 2nd, it was crazier than I actually thought possible, which was Cuomo um, up there. You know, the poster boy of this entire thing, you know, a guy who is who has a. Uh, is is so is so in the you know the deep state system or whatever it is that he can literally do all the things to women that other people have lost their entire careers and companies over and get away with it and then murder thanks to the FBI guys because the FBI that's another one the FBI helped out on and we watched a freaky video last night we watched yeah. a freaky video about the Franklin um, cover up cover up but and again that was another one where the FBI swooped in and helped out the uh, criminals to get away with it and in Cuomo's case they helped out there and made sure that the 15,000 dead people that Cuomo killed um, there would be no repercussions for that so that was another Department of Justice FBI thing really helping out the bad guys thanks thanks great job everybody over there at the Department of Justice you're you're really giving everybody justice and I would just give you this little warning I'd give you this and this is not like a threat this is just an analysis of human behavior the reason that the state is given the, the, the monopoly on violence um, is that you are actually supposed to execute justice on our behalf. It's not the justice that you decide or the justice for your friends. And you keep that shit up and you keep doing that and you're going to see some people start taking justice into their own hands. And that, that is just a fact of life. That is what happens. There are people out there that have lost parents that they loved, spouses that they loved, and you have said, oh, no, we're letting our friends get away with this. There will be no repercussions. You are signing yourself up for unauthorized vengeance and justice, and that will happen, and you're doing that. And when you go to blame, and you'll blame oh, these Christians or whatever, you won't blame the Muslims. You won't blame the magic people. But man, you keep screwing people on justice, you are signing yourself up for that kind of behavior. Yeah, was that Janice Dean, I think, from mm-hmm. Fox News, the blonde woman? Yeah. Who, I think her husband, both of her husband's parents yeah. were killed in those in those nursing homes during that time yep. by him. Yeah. Um, so that's like, so, whoa. So the talking points this morning from the left were, um, please close all, if the, if the corporations would just close all the businesses to the unvaccinated and then some of them were even saying we really need to deny them the right to get food 
specifically, I think that was especially other countries. We saw right. that in the Philippines, yeah. and I think there was another. No, country there were as well. there were some people but in the United States to say you shouldn't oh, be in a grocery. It was Don Lemon. It was Don Lemon. Don Lemon also saying they shouldn't even be allowed in grocery stores. Yeah. So now you're moving into this crazy territory, where you think that you that you can violate everybody's constitutional amendments so much, and you have. You've totally gotten away with it. That now you've moved to, I can withhold food and, you know, you're not even to water yet. But you know what? In L.A., we did do that. Nusa, uh, Garcetti did turn off people's water. If they, if they wouldn't close their shops. Yeah. Or, more than yeah. 10 people or, so, or so more than 5 they're, people. They're, they're right? already into this concept of denying food and water. And, you know, you even have this, we have this insane state congressman, Ted Leo. And, and he was saying, you know, I, I have a right in my life not to live with your droplets and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is a guy who's just done a lot of train wreck stuff. Yeah. Um, but August 2nd didn't disappoint in that it immediately moved to we, we want you not to even be able to have food and water. So I'm assuming, like, let's just follow the fantasy. I, I can't go to the grocery store. Can I have Amazon? Can can I go to a taco truck? I can probably go to taco trucks in LA and eat. They don't care. Um, so I can do that. And so it's not like you're going to totally cut me off of food. But I'm a pretty wily, scrappy dude who can figure out a lot of stuff. And I also don't need a lot of food because I only eat once a day. I have a little breakfast. I don't count that. But the big meal is a coming at dinner. But when you begin to tell people with parent, uh, people with kids... And things like that, that you can't have food. And these people are seriously and legitimately con- concerned about what you're calling a vaccine, which is really, really, really coming to light. That it's just a gene therapy. And also it doesn't work. And here's the other thing that we'll go to in just a few minutes. Uh, it's it's probably it's it's probably causing the entire spike and and they're trying to cover it up now. But. <clears throat> When you go to that place where, like, only people who have never seen hungry people, truly hungry, desperate people, people who haven't even watched the musical Les Mis, which is all over a loaf of bread, mm-hmm. you you really don't understand what you're doing when you play stupid games like, I don't want you to go to stores and buy food. And you, like, that is such a, that is such, like, Don Lemon, that is such a spoiled little rich boy, let them eat cake um, you know, you can disagree with people. You can have, you can make your case. You obviously haven't made your case about the vaccine because people don't want to get it. And now you're down to, but I want my Oompa Loompa. And, and it's one thing for you to act like a brat and say that you want your Oompa Loompa, but now you're saying, I'm going to starve your children. That is a great way to get a bullet to the face. Yeah. That is a great way to get grocery clerks hurt. That is a great way for people to become violent and I can only think with that kind of rhetoric that that's your intention. Like, I don't like there's times when I look at what I think August is shaping up to be. And it's either it's either the dumbest people in the world doing their absolutely worst to try to make the situation better. Or it's some really awful people doing their worst to try to make the situation worse. And I think I lean more towards I think that these are some really bad people who actually want to move to this next stage of insurrection and riot and food shortages 
to bring people to their knees and destroy them. Is there anything in this entire thing that you can see where this government has actually tried to help people? Uh, as opposed, I mean, from from moment one, almost everything that they've said, like if if this if this government and it also includes the Trump government, but really, I think Trump was. Uh, I'm going to give him a little pass. I think that he was forced into saying a lot of the things because the press was so rabid and Caitlin Collins and that kind of, you know, if PMS had a face, that reporter, mm-hmm. um, they allowed no room for, for Trump to dissent in any way. We are going down this path and everything like that. But if you look at the decisions of Tony Fauci, if you look at the decisions of the, the overstate and the deep state, from moment one, there has not, they have not actually made one right decision. From don't go out in the sun, don't have di- vitamin D, don't have ivermectin, don't have hydroxychloroquine, you know, uh, wear masks, make yourself sicker, culminating in this virus that I personally think is going to, what, what would you say the virus is going to, I mean, the vaccine. The vaccine, well, I mean, the numbers are not good for it. And no. you see a little bit of conflicting numbers, but as in sometimes they put out really false stuff. Like Jin Saki had a sign behind her the other day that like, there are more unvaccinated deaths than vaccinated. But how come I've seen tons of news reports that say the opposite? So right. I'm sort of like, you're, I don't know where you got that. Cause mostly what I see is the opposite. You're seeing that. And I think, I think, I think they gave themselves away. Cause we, you had a clip that you showed me. Actually, it was it was a um, it was the B team girl mm. for Jen Psaki. Oh my gosh. And she comes out and she says, you know, we're not going to have a shutdown because we think we have the tools to fight this virus, to fight this vaccine. She said to fight this variant, to fight yeah. this vaccine. So she said variant, and then she meant to say virus, yeah. but she said variant, and then she said vaccine. And we were like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> And so here's no one caught it. No, like, wait, no. And, and no one questioned it. But what that tells me is she's in the room and she hears the messaging and she's getting the reason for the messaging. And the reason for the messaging is one, the vaccine doesn't work. Um, and going, you know, is there a Delta variant? There is no test for a Delta variant. There is no test for a Delta variant. So I don't know how they can make a lot of these wild claims. It, it, there is, the one test that there is can't distinguish between the flu and the variant. Is it the flu? Is it the variant? Who knows? But again, this seems like a lot of smoke and mirrors. Because what I really think is, I think that whether it is the flu or whether it is COVID or whether it is a new variant, the vaccine is not helping as I'll give them the benefit of the doubt intended. But I personally don't, and I need a little more confirmation of suspicion, but I don't think the vaccination was, and it's one, it's not a vaccination, it's a gene therapy. You know, you know how you know it's a gene therapy? You're not allowed to say that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So that's how you know right there, using our reverse navigation. But the truth of it is, is the vaccine is causing problems. There most likely are more vaccinated sick than unvaccinated sick. Again, if we use a reverse navigation, how do we know that? Because Jen Psaki and Joe Biden and all of these people are are saying that it is the unvaccinated that are causing that. These people have proven themselves to be a liar. So now why would you believe them? And going back to that one government thing I was saying about how the government has consistently gotten this wrong. 
if this government were someone at your job and they got everything as wrong as they have, you would fire that person. Yeah. If this government were a sports team, they wouldn't even be a sports franchise. There, there isn't, I asked my father-in-law, I said, has there ever been a football team that's lost every game? And he said, yeah, like there's been, her dad has a really great mind for sports. And he said, yeah, it's happened on like two occasions. But, but it's, it's really so, rare. he's like, it's really rare. And I'm like, the government literally just in the COVID Super Bowl has managed to lose the entire season and still get into the Super Bowl because it's the government and lose that too. And I think that they know, and I think that's why if you look at this weekend, if you look at the fact that Mayor Bowser threw herself a big party, most likely using government funds, and Lori Lightfoot, Mayor of Chicago, went to Lollapalooza, and now we hear that Obama, and remember, he was all against climate change and the seas are going to rise, is throwing a huge party for the rich, Steven Spielberg, Pearl Jam, all the rich people at his waterfront mansion. So that tells you climate change is bullshit. They're not going to be wearing masks, but here's what will really burn your thing. You know, you know the waiters, you know the valets, you know the little people at that party will be forced to wear masks. Oh, yeah. But Spielberg won't. Pearl Jam won't. And that tells you what a giant lie the entire thing is. But the thing that bothered me is why are they all throwing parties here at the last and saying we're going to lockdown in two weeks? You don't know what the data will be in two weeks. Well, and it's it's I, what I can't figure out is it's a it feels like a weird time to start talking lockdowns again because everyone knows once the fall and winter happens, there's always a natural increase in upper respiratory infections. So that will include COVID. That would be the time where you could pretend that like, oh, we're having a surge, which would just be maybe potentially a natural surge, you know. But the point is the numbers will probably go up in the fall and winter. And then you could see them maybe basing it on that. But like we're in barely at the beginning of August. Like what? The numbers are not <laughs> like so there let, yet. Let's say you know? this. I, let's let's say that it's not and it could be. But let's say that it's not about the virus. Let's just say that's all bullshit. Because it does seem to, if they were, if they were worried about it, they would not be having these parties. So let's say that it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It could be though. Could be. I could be wrong. I, I wonder how you know in two weeks the numbers will be there to justify it. Yeah. I wonder why you're already drafting a speech. Like why all that? Why why you're already telegraphing this is what you're going to do? Why Newsom? But let's just say, let's take that virus off the table and try to figure out what else it could be. The first one I would say is. Something is going on serious with China. Um, there are a lot of rumblings that things are not great in China. There is a lot of there's a lot of internal strife supposedly. The money is flowing out of China right now because the rich, the new rich, are very worried. So they're leaving. China is experiencing last week. Um, huge unprecedented natural disasters. Yeah, weird floods. Um, and there is like a crazy. lot of people are saying there's some there's some stuff with China that's not good. Um, the British sailed in their aircraft carrier into the China Sea last week. I know that we have one of our aircraft carriers nearby, and there's probably a couple others. So, um, the best way for the United States to get out of its China debt without tanking its own economy would be to invade China in the name of the virus. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't know. Uh, I, I could see the Democrats are shifty enough to both take money from China and then try to knife China in the back. 
So it could that could be one scenario. The next scenario that I would say, and we can discuss these scenarios, but the next scenario that I would say is, um, I think those election audits are going to blow up. I mm. think that they're worried about that. I think that they're trying to create a, a distraction, and it may not be necessarily a distraction to completely obfuscate the um, the the vaccine, but it may. I think. I think. I think. Let's put it this way: if it comes out in both Arizona and Georgia that Trump really did win, people are are going to be legitimately upset about that. If we're already under lockdown, they are going to go out and protest. These things would be a justification for them to move to martial law. Under martial law, what can they do? They can play shenanigans with elections. They can declare martial law for, I think, up to 18 months, which would which would give them 2022. I'm not sure about that. But I wouldn't put it past them to use those things to their advantage. So I can see them <clears throat> being very worried about that. I think that that is headed towards us. The thing that I really think most likely it is, is the numbers and the science and the research on the vaccine can only be so hidden. Uh, it's out there and it's live. And there are a lot of doctors like the inventor of mRNA. Dr. I think Robert Malone, right? Yeah. And, and that are really jumping in doing research, looking at the data and the facts that you can achieve just by actually having access to the virus and the vaccine. Um, did you know that when you get the vaccine, uh, the little information card that's supposed to be in there, that's supposed to tell you all the side, side effects, did you know that that's blank? So there's a lot of people becoming more and more concerned by the second. Conservatively, there's supposedly about 45,000 vaccine injuries and deaths right now. Deaths and then another 45,000 injuries. So that's a lot of people. Um, I'm hearing a lot of stories back channel from people who, and it's weird the amount of fear, um, who are saying that they were injured in some way, shape, or form. So, and remember, there's no, you have no recourse here. You can't sue. You can't do anything. The government took that away from you, and people signed up and got the vaccine or were pressured to do that. I think that they're... I think ultimately that that should be rescinded and we should go back to having some recourse for people who were injured and forced into this. So what I really think is that most likely um, it is going to become apparent that the vaccine, A, does not work because it's not a vaccine, it's a gene therapy, and B, that it's actually causing harm because, and here's how it's causing harm, it's causing harm in a very easy to understand way. It's shutting down the body's immune system and attempting to work for the body. Unfortunately, it's very hard to turn off the body's immune system. So the body is trying to save you while the vaccine is trying to save you. And the vaccine is attacking the body's immune system and the immune system is fighting back. And so effectively, people who have been vaccinated, their bodies are wearing out. I think that's attempting. called what they call antibody-dependent enhancement, right. ADE. And that's yeah. the big thing that's coming, at antibody-dependent enhancement. And it just means that they, they have monkeyed with the body's ability to defend itself. And the body has said, nope, this is, this is, my, this is my neighborhood. And so now the vaccine and the body are fighting each other. And it, it's not good because there are, there are natural sicknesses. And basically, the body is being opened up to disease 
because the body can't fight. It's too tired. It's in a constant state of battle. And even like if you study the military, people can only go about three days under those circumstances of constant stress, cortisol dumps, things like that. And then you really start to experience some negative side effects. Well, think of that with the body's immune system now. It's, it's, it's not giving up on you. It's doing its best. But the body is now literally fighting against itself because it's been trained by this foreign invader to do that. Will this last? I do think it will last. Uh, I think that if you can start finding vaccine protocols to purge it from your body and they're out there, I think that you should try to do that. And I don't, if you've taken one shot, don't take two shots. I literally walked by people in Costco who were getting the vaccine. I said, don't do that. You'll be sorry. Don't, don't take that vaccine. They did not listen. I did my best, but we've researched it for, you know, we've researched this entire thing for 18 months now. And I would have gotten the vaccine. It just doesn't doesn't seem good. And what we've noticed about that, uh, that is that it's kind of what you were saying. Whereas the government and their official channels have continued to be wrong, as in even like the CDC and the World Health Organization, they've continued to be wrong. <laughs> like the sources that we have been studying this whole time, we're like, this is proving to us that we're like reading the right people that we're reading the right experts because everything that they've been saying for the last year and a half has actually come true like and for a long time it was like no no that won't happen that won't happen and everything has continued to happen and so we're like we're not just being stubborn but we're like this is backing up like okay yeah we're on to the right sources because these things keep being true and Oh, the, the sources that we're supposed to listen to, they keep being wrong. The left the left always has to do this mean girl thing where it calls people names when they disagree. Sometimes people disagree and they're wrong. Like you could be wrong and disagree with somebody and, and it doesn't make you an awful person. It just means that you have, you have arrived at a different conclusion, probably because of different data or experiences. And those things might be flawed. You might be wrong, but what does the left always do? They move to the name calling and the intelligence shaming and anything that they can get you to browbeat you into seeing their way. And like I was pointing about the government from moment one of this entire fiasco, don't go out on the beach and get sunshine. Turns out that's really great for you. They have fought everything. Apparently, I've come to understand that Fauci takes upwards of 6,000 milligrams of vitamin D a day personally, mm. wow. but he will not recommend vitamin D to everybody. And there is major evidence yeah. that most of the hospitalizations, which I assume include deaths as well, it was like 80% of them vitamin had D a vitamin deficient. D deficiency. But he so won't come out like... and say, you should take vitamin D. Oh my gosh. So, so again, they went and they labeled the people and some of the people we've been listening to who are honest informers. I have found them to be honest informers. Um, they've called them, they're now calling them the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's that mean girls thing. If I lose in the conversation, I lose in the war of ideas. I'm just going to s- drag you through the mud and, and get the stupid to, to Goldstein you in 1984. And, and, and again, I listened to people and I always said, at some point, someone's going to be proven right here. Well, now I think we're entering, we've had six months of the vaccine, actually almost eight months of the vaccine now. And whether you like it or not, there's now data. And the dirty dozen are proving to be right. 
and the government is proving to be wrong. So if we use that football, if I had $100,000 and I'm betting on the Super Bowl tonight, I am not betting on the government team. I do have $100,000. It is my health. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go with the guys who've gotten some wins. They haven't. I don't think they've nailed everything. Sometimes there's some wild stuff. Sometimes there's some big speculation stuff down the road about the autoimmune conditions that, are, that will develop in the next 18 months to five years. I don't know that I can go all the way there, but I can certainly build on, well, you've been right about this. Well, you've been right about that. Well, you've been right about that. You're probably going to be right on that one. And even these people have been very humble and they've said, I don't know if the vaccine's permanent. Maybe it washes from your system. The fat lipid encasement does give me concern. Why is the vaccine supposed to stay in the the shoulder? But it's moving into women's reproductive systems. It's moving into men's hearts. It wasn't designed to do that. Why is it doing that? Spleens, I think it, they've really found a lot of it. You know, why well. is the vaccine populating, growing, metabolizing, and going everywhere that it's not supposed to? Yeah. Why are people having blood clots and strokes? Why, like, and th- those are not just the only things. There is a lot of stuff going on. So, it could be war with China. It, it could be um, the desire to finally take control and power. Which I do think, I mean, all I, right now I would give each one of these things a 33 and a third percent chance of happening. But I would say um, I, I, I maybe lean a little bit more on, I, I'm, uh, it's probably the power and control. It could be China second, but the one that I'm the most afraid of for everybody, because I don't, this is, this is one that I, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to make a podcast and I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I was totally wrong about the vaccine. Uh, this is all not true. And I'm so glad it isn't. I really would like to be wrong because over 100 million Americans have now gotten this vaccine. But I, I think I think it's going to prove that the vaccine is actually harming people. And I think you'll know that by how they wage war on the dirty, unvaccinated people. When that, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You know, if, if you have the vaccine, you should be safe. Why are you not safe? Well, because it's not a vaccine. It's a gene therapy treatment. Okay, I could be fine with that. I could be fine that you could take something that's going to give you a better shot at surviving. You guys should have been more open with that narrative than trying to call it a vaccine. But I think now we're finding out it's not actually doing that. It's not actually help. The people who are vaccinated are ending up with harder, bigger viral loads in the hospital. That is a documented fact in Iceland and Israel, and it's showing up here where people are honest, and it's being obfuscated in places where people are not honest. But the whole reason that they, well, I think at least one of the main reasons that they wanted to call it a vaccine so badly was so they could get that emergency use authorization, because if they called it a gene therapy, they wouldn't, that does not qualify for emergency use authorization. By calling it a vaccine, first off, also, you get everyone to have, like, word recognition of something that they're pretty comfortable with. Oh, vaccine, I have a lot of vaccines. Okay, yeah, no problem. Well, what's one more? You know, not realizing that this works in a completely different way. Um, But then also, that emergency use authorization, that was what got them complete... um, where they have no liability, you know, like, (laughs) which already they don't have a lot of liability for vaccines because there are special vaccine courts that work in a completely different way. We won't go down that rabbit 
loophole right now. But, like, there's still, like, they have more liability, usually. Right. And this, they have, like, People that, would have some recor- recourse. And, and there are people yeah. that have been harmed for life, children, and they're, they're given money. And their parents are able to now spend the rest of their lives taking care of them. Mm-hmm. There at least was a system. They, But they said, oh, this thing is so terrible. We have to do this. Well, if it was so terrible, why did the farm, farm, big pharma, pharmacy companies make so much money? I know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have done it to make money. Yeah. You know, why did, why did Trump work for four years without taking a buck? I know. Why, why did, why is Nancy Pelosi and her husband, why are all of them, why is Barack Obama, why are they all so damn rich for and? helping the country? Because the answer is follow the money. They, they did it to rip us off. Uh, at the minimum, at the shady, maybe there isn't this grand reset. Maybe there isn't an t- attack on China. Maybe at the end of the day, it's just as plain as we wanted to ba- make a bunch of money off the rubes and we found a great way to fleece the government. And the guy, the people in the government, like Joe Biden and all of those people who are used to fleecing us said, sure, I'll make this happen for you. But we know the, there's a great reset plan because yeah. that is a published fact. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> even, you know, you can go down that road and it's published fact, and all those things. But at the end of the day, a lot of people got rich off our tragedy. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So I don't necessarily buy these things. I know. Yeah. And then the other side of that coin is the reason that we tend to trust the sources that we trust is they have nothing to gain. These are scientists and doctors whose careers are basically being ruined because of how they go after them, you know, for speaking the truth. So it's like, okay, so wait, you guys benefit, you guys get rich, you know, off of this. Well, what's their motivation for being a whistleblower on this? Oh, that they ruin their careers? Well, that's that's not a motivation, that's like a hindrance. So like, you kind of know, like, I think they really believe this or they wouldn't be doing it. And then secondly, that everything is now kind of coming true that they said. And so that verifies it. Yeah. And so that's just kind of more proof. I guess here's the, what we'll, what we'll wrap it up on. Is the government bad enough and awful enough to do this to you? Okay. So last night, single white Medusa and I went to bed like you do, uh, watching a documentary about child molestation. You know, as you said, well, like you do, like you do, <laughs> you know, um, but it was about that Franklin uh, bank scam. This documentary was made in 1993 by the BBC, and they had funding from, I think, the Discovery Channel and some other things. And um, the people that were involved in the report started getting calls um, saying, don't make this documentary. And, uh, you know, one guy who was a big time Republican got a call, said, you know, don't don't go through with this investigation I'm a Republican too. You're you're not gonna, and unfortunately, this is this like I'm not gonna pull any punches. I consider myself a Republican. This seems to be the Republican Party, mm-hmm. you know. And I think there's I think there's more to learn here. And I think the people in the the chat and who listen to this podcast probably know some, and they can give us more stuff to look at. But is the government awful enough to do this? So um, there was this guy, and he was running a sex ring, prostitution ring drug ring out of Boys Town in Omaha. Hey, who's from Omaha? I know. I was all, oh, Warren Buffett. Was yeah. Warren Buffett? And Warren I was like, Buffett's was Warren Buffett Omaha. around there yet? And, 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 we, and we supposedly everybody in we the business, like this, this thing ran through all of the elite of Omaha. The richest and the most but there's powerful, there's Warren Buffett said, yeah. and Bill Gates and Barack Obama's best friend and guy profiting off all this. And, yeah, I don't know. 
So anyways, um, I'm going to tell a little side just slice and then we'll we'll post the link to the documentary. It was never aired. Um, it was shut down. All the funding left. And, and so you have to watch the the rough cut of the documentary. And it's pretty damning stuff. But I think the one thing that bothered me the most, and there's some pretty bad stories in there. The one thing that bothered me the most is they also had girls. It was boys, but they also had girls in there. And there was a young girl that was clearly molested and violated, and it was pretty bad. And in the end, um, the FBI came in, um, charged her for perjury, and and believe me, people went to jail over this. This happened. This was a victim. They charged her for perjury and gave her 23 years in jail. And then the seeming ringleader of this pedophile ring where no one really seems to dispute that he was the ringleader and he was involved who his name was like um steve king, king. right king larry king larry king that's right larry I not the like, other no i knew not, it was a, you know i knew it was a nashua famous, wisconsin i knew it was a not famous that person's name that yes. wasn't the actual famous person yeah larry king um not the larry king talk show guy <laughs> um but he got less. He got yeah. less time, yeah. le- uh, less of a prison sentence. Wasn't it about ten years yeah. less? And he's and free. The, and he's you're free. like, what? I understand that he's free and still roaming around. And Whoa. he, like, he be- you listen to the stories in here. It's bad. This is a 15 year old girl. You could tell she's a, you know, uh, an orphan, a 15 year old girl, and she was hurt pretty badly. And they gave her 23 years for perjury. And the thinking was, is they gave her the 23 years because to to tell the other kids, if you talk, this will happen to you. Now, a victim of an enterprise, a criminal enterprise, um, was given 23. We we are in upside down, bizarro world. And, And I'm a former government servant. And I can't believe this. If this is my government, I don't want this government. And this should, you shouldn't be a nation if you do these things to people. This is wrong. And so do I think that they would poison half the population to make a buck? Yeah. Do I think that they would poison half the population and blame the other half of the population that might be this nation's only hope of going forward in order for them to give, get power and sell us down the road? Yeah. I think so. I think I think that this is pretty bad. We'll post the documentary in the comments, and if you want to watch it, maybe we can do a podcast later this week and discuss it. But I think it's important. I found another documentary um, that points actually to John Wayne Gacy, of all people, actually working with uh, 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 a serial killer that, again, supplied more children to the government. And it's weird how much this stuff keeps coming up. But we were told, oh, no, Pizzagate's a big old conspiracy and all these kinds of things. And even I was like, yeah, that sounds a little crazy. But then there are there are these things. There are these things to consider. And I think that it's time that we start considering it. And if this is our government, if, if this is who makes the decisions about how we are led, about our health, about our liberties, and represents us in front of the world, then I'm not comfortable with these people doing that anymore. And either we need to end as a nation or we need to flip the script and replace these people and ha- be a nation that does what I think we all think, which is the right thing. And that is the podcast.